All right, we're back with the um, what, are we, what are we gonna call this? It's really episode fifteen point one, but we're gonna call it episode sixteen, uh, part two of the Crash Culture season finale. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what we're calling it, the Crash Culture season finale, part two. Uh, we got we got a year in review, twenty nineteen in review. What best? When is it the best time to review the year that just passed? When you're in the next year, you know, they say 2020 is always hindsight and we're in the year of vision, the year 2020. So let's get right into what happened in the culture in 2019. Um, Y'all want the good or the bad? Because, you know, if somebody says something like that to me, you want good news or bad news. I like to get the bad news first so so I could be down and then they give me the good news that pick me right back up. So that's what I'm going to do for y'all. You know what I'm saying? That make more sense to do it that way. Um, I said a million times on this podcast, uh, and I said it even on part one of this, R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle, that was the the thing that impacted me the most in 2019, the like, you know, and hurt me the most in 2019 in the culture. You know, um, I don't care what I was going through at the moment in time like you know you know how you become a fan of somebody you know i i i became a became a fan like the year before this man passed and you know his first studio album was like so slapping that i went and listened to all the rest of his his older music his mixtapes heard his story watched his documentary watched his speeches and all of that type of stuff and then all of a sudden he passes like that shit really hurt but um yeah R.I.P. R.I.P. King Hustle it was like to me that was like uh losing when Tupac died I cried when I was a kid you know what I'm saying when Tupac died I cried you know that was like my hero when I was a kid and you know it was starting to be that same feeling with Nip but Honestly, I'm a grown man now, so I don't really idolize in other men. I just really respect what they do and what they're doing is real. And I really respect what he did because what he was doing was real. That was like my aspirations. It gave me motivation, you know, listening to him. It's kind of what gave me the motivation to even start my podcast and really take myself seriously as an entrepreneur. You feel me? And, um... Yeah, just sad to see that happen. And then at the tail end of everything, Juice World passed. I not, I'm be real with y'all. I wasn't a fan of Juice World, but my nephew's word, and I seen a lot of people posting R.I.P. And for him, I guess, I guess he was an impactful artist in the culture. So respect R.I.P. him, you know. And uh, it is what it is. Um, like I don't even want to, you know. Like you see, when you do, when you talk about negative shit, you see what it do. It kind of drain you in a way. Just them two things alone, just boom, brought me my energy all the way down. But we gonna try and push through it. Uh, R. Kelly and Bill Cosby get locked up for basically, um, what's the word that they're using now? Instead of rape, they're using another word for it, like sexual assault or something. They're calling that shit like. You know how the media always tries to pretty up terms. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, 
I forget what the fuck they called it with R. Kelly and with Bill Cosby. They calling it some new shit. So yeah, I, I don't know what the hell they calling that shit, but they they locked they locked R. Kelly and Bill Cosby up. I'm kind of torn between it because um, Harvey Weinstein's still walking around this bitch. And uh, if you ask me, Jeffrey Epstein uh, faked his death, you know, because he had billions of dollars in a private island. You know, if you got that type of shit waiting on you and you put it all in your brother's name before you pass, you know, it's kind of iffy, you know, especially when you had all those guards watching you and they say you want to... It's a lot of shit that don't add up with his story, but um, of him passing. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm a conspiracy theorist. And I don't think that motherfucker killed himself. Um, But it's a lot of white guys walking around here, scot-free, that have done similar shit to Bill Cosby and R. Kelly, like Harvey Weinstein, Donald Trump, and many others. You know what I'm saying? That's just the injustice the, the the you know the shit that we deal with as a black community especially like we got to be twice as great twice as clean we got to make sure we're on point because society kind of targets us in a way you know it is what it is you got to make smarter decisions if you bill cosby with the women that you choose to associate yourself with but um it's fucked up because they know he was going to buy a major news network, a major TV network, and he was going to put out the content that he wanted to put out and speak about the things that he wanted to speak about. And the man was the American dad, the picture of what everybody wanted to be as a young black man growing up. If you was wanted to be that good father figure, you looked up to him as a great father figure. You know, not me, because that was before my time. You know, my father figure growing up was Uncle Phil and Will Smith and all those guys. You know, those are the guys I looked up to when I was growing up because they had you had to be kind of cool if I was going to look up to you like a father figure because my dad was already the coolest guy in the world to me when I was a kid. So, you know, you had to be that kind of cool. You feel me? Um, but yeah. So uh, but R. Kelly did that shit, though. Everybody knowing that about R. Kelly for years. So I'm not surprised with the whole surviving R. Kelly shit. I don't even want to watch that shit. Because y'all knew that and y'all still let y'all child go with this man. That was on y'all as parents. Y'all was just bad parents. You know, um, what else going on in 2019? It was a lot of it was a lot of young, beautiful black women missing around America in 2019. And it and we we talking. We t- I see the posts about it. I see it brought up and stuff like that. But I don't really see anybody do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? I don't see nothing really being done about it. Um, which is pretty bad. What's going on in 2019? Like, human trafficking is like now at an all-time high. Sex trafficking is at an all-time high. I seen somewhere where it was um, like the girl Siola Brown or, or something like that. Yeah, she got released from prison in 2019 after she served like five or ten years for killing the guy who basically raped her because she got sold as a sex trafficker. And um, it's another young black girl. God forgive me for getting that name, but I share all of this on the page, so I don't have to remember everything that I talk about. If you just go look at the um, Crash Culture Facebook page and Instagram page, a lot of the stuff I talk about is on there. Um, Yeah, it's another young black girl who basically... 
did the same thing and is still in jail, still in prison right now for it. You know, um, yeah, but enough of the, the negative stuff. We we gotta work on protecting our young black queens. Like that's the that's really the general thing when I'm trying to put out there, talking about that at the end. Like we gotta protect our young black queens. I got six sisters and um seven, eight nieces and nephews. And uh no, thirteen nieces and nephews. And you know, I think about it every day how I'm gonna protect them. You feel me? Uh I think about it every day I'm gonna protect my family. You know. It's not a fear. It's more of something like you gotta you gotta educate them. You know what I'm saying? Always be aware of your surroundings. Especially if you're a black woman. Me personally, of a motherfucker, I wish a bitch would try and grab me. I challenge a motherfucker to try and snatch me up like that type on some shit like that. Boy, you're going to be in for the fight of your life. For the fight of your life. I'm telling you. Because it's I automatically think when a motherfucker trying to take my life or put me in danger, it's either me or you. It is either me or you. You know what I'm saying? And it definitely ain't going to be me. So your ass definitely going out. You try that shit. But you feel me? I, you can't be everywhere at once, and I understand that. Y'all black men, protect your young black queens and princesses. Keep them protected. Always be aware for them and always educate them. You know, because this body snatching shit, this sex trafficking shit is at an all-time high. Um, but enough of the negative shit. On to the positive things. The positive things of 2019 was we had the most diverse class of lawmakers in the history of American politics to be sworn in on Capitol Hill. Um, headlining the class is AOC, Alexandria Cortez. I don't know how to say her whole name. God forgive me, but I can't speak Spanish worth a lick. I only know un poquito, hable poquito espanol, and whatever, whatever. You know, I only know how to say like bathroom and, and shit like that, like one word stuff. I mean, I passed Spanish 1 and Spanish 2 in class, but, you know, I didn't, didn't never had no Spanish girlfriend to sit over there and teach me the language and all of that shit. So, uh, yeah, but she would be my Spanish girlfriend that I would have teach me the language because she's smart as fuck and she fight for the right shit. You know what I'm saying? She don't be really fighting for the black community like that. You know, even the Somalian girl, the Somalian, the Somalian immigrant girl, uh, I forget her name, too. But, uh, yeah, she got sworn in. Yes, and uh, Spike Lee finally got his first Oscar. After years of making classic movies to inspire young black men, Spike Lee got his first Oscar. Congratulations to King Spike Lee. Um, you know, Mr. Do the Right Thing, Mr. It's the Shoes from the Jordan commercials. He finally got his first Oscar. After years of being in the game. Um, just shows you things is taking a long time to change, but they're at least changing in the culture. But you gotta keep a watch on all of the, the fuck shit that's going on. Like I said, with the human trafficking and police brutality still going on to this day. You know what I'm saying? Even the mandatory minimums, even the pipeline to prison, all of the negative stuff that impacts the black community specifically, but not only the the black community, the culture, because I mean, if you have you know, people trying to get freedom, 
and you're locking them up in cages, you know, like that's going to impact everybody at some point. You feel me? Like talking all this talk about America's fool. Like was America fool when the Native Americans were here and the immigrant immigrants from Europe came here and killed them off and, you know, took over the land. America was fooled. They could have said, nah, America fool. Shot bow and arrows at the goddamn boat to make them turn around. You feel me? Because they had the damn land. But that's America for you. You know? Um, they don't recognize the fucked up part of their history. You know, uh, speaking of white America, it doesn't really, they don't really want to recognize the fucked up part of their history. They only want to see they have the power and they have what is right now. They have control of what is right now and anything threatening that control, they want to shut it down immediately. You know, like I said the other day on uh, part one of the crash culture season finale that, um, black and brown people population is outpacing the Caucasian population. So that's one of the reasons why Trump got voted in because you know, they push that propaganda on Fox News. You don't think they're informed? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. But it's nothing that you can do about it. This is um, nature. Nature's taking over. Dominant and recessive genes. I mean, black and brown people have more dominant genes than white people. That's just genetics. You know, that's why we play sports where we're running faster, jumping higher. And is that a third? It's just always been... I mean, if I put you out in the field... For, uh, if I put white people out in the field for 300 years, their skin is going to be darker. They're going to be stronger. You know, all type of stuff. Y'all created that. So it's on y'all. Thank yourself for your own demise. You know, all of this stuff is written down somewhere. You know, if you dig it up, you'll see. Um, Youth-led activism has an all-time high, especially for climate change. You know, Greta, Greta, the Greta team, turn, Tring, well, I don't know what her last name is, whatever. You know, I'm black. All of these international last names, gotta forgive me. I don't wanna butcher your name. You know, you know who you are. <laughs> uh, the girl who basically argued with Donald Trump, or Donald Trump tried to argue with her, you know, because he's a, a little whiny bitch. But, anyways, the Crown Act prohibiting the enforcement of grooming policies, uh, you know, was passed. Uh, that was the law passed in, in California. Uh, basically, young black women or people from different races or, or, or cultures or, you know, wherever you are, if your hair, you got long, kinky hair or if you got long curly hair, you don't have to straighten out your hair anymore to fit in the European standards of beauty just to look presentable in the workplace. Now they can't prohibit that from children to to your employer. They can't prohibit you from wearing your hair how it naturally is. So I'll stop putting all these perms in your hair and damaging and destroying your hair and just wear your hair how it naturally is because you are naturally beautiful, especially to my young black queens. But Anyways, another great thing, the governor of California. I'm really liking that guy. I'm really liking the governor of California. Yeah, Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom's that guy. Uh, he also, on LeBron James, the shop, this little show that he got and stuff like that. You know, LeBron is LeBron and this guy's Mav. And uh, what's the other guy name? Uh, Rich Paul, you know. 
they got uh, him to pass a law that uh, lets college players benefit from their likeness, you know, get paid, you know, kind of forcing the NCAA to stop being such fucking uh, crooked fucking thieves and shit like that. And the NCAA then passed that law to make them be able to benefit from their own likenesses too across all uh, states. So, yeah, it just took a little push, took a little push. You know what I'm saying? They was going to wind up getting sued and then California was going to get flooded with talent or whatever. But, yeah, that's what's going on. I think that they should, still should sue the NCAA because all these coaches getting millions of dollars. All of these uh, uh, members of the NCAA council getting millions of dollars and stuff like that. They're making billions of dollars off that sport. You feel me? With these TV deals and whatnot and you're not giving these kids nothing. They making the money. Year in and year out. These kids go to these schools and they run their heart out and train their ass off. And they not making no money. You crazy as fuck. Bitch, I need all my money. You got like fucked up. All the way fucked up. So, you know, that's a good thing that happened in uh, 2019. But, uh, yeah. Up next on the Crash Culture Podcast show, we're going to talk about how do you feel about 2019? Like, do you feel good, bad, or indifferent about that year? And I, I'm going to give how I feel about that year and my story of what happened with me in 2019. Uh, and also, I'm going to talk about what's the one thing that I wish I could change about 2019. I'm pretty sure everybody knows what it might be. Um, but I'm not even sure what I might say it might be. So that's what's coming up next on Crash Culture. back with the crash culture podcast show um yeah we're still on 2019 the year in review um what do you feel or how do you feel about 2019 i really feel it was a real uh up and down year for me but for you you might feel different i feel overall for everybody it was an up and down year for everybody too. So, you know, like that's speaking culturally because something good might've happened, but a lot of bad might've happened. And the bad that happened was really fucking bad. So, um, yeah, that's how I feel about 2019. But we was like getting prepped for that in 2017, like in, and in 2018, you feel me? Like it was like those years was prepping us for 2019. And, and I feel like 2019 was like, the year like everybody like okay we're used to this shit when it's bad it's really bad when it's good it's great you feel me so i feel like 2020 is gonna be the same thing no nothing changed but the number that you put on the end of the date it doesn't really it's like everybody feel like this about the new year before the new year happened like it's this big celebration new year's eve and all of that shit and then once the new year happened you know everybody talk about what they're gonna change and what this is gonna be and what that's gonna be but truth be told it's just another day you know what I mean? Another year, another month. It's the same shit. You feel me? Only thing that might change is, like I say, the number that you put at the end of it. You know, um, whatever you was doing last year, you're going to do the same shit this year. If you're not working towards something and then to be great at something or for something great to happen for you, it takes time. If it's going to be earned, it's going it, to it take time. Like you might have put in. 10, 20 years of work in whatever you put it into 
to get to this point where 2020 now all of a sudden you're a millionaire you might have you know especially for black people we don't inherit wealth so it's like you got to put in that time you got to put in that hard work and that energy in order to get where you want to get to so you know, somebody like, oh, you got successful out of nowhere. Nah, I didn't put in 10, 20 years of learning my craft and, and, and perfecting it and perfecting my business and perfecting this and perfecting that to now, all of a sudden, now I'm getting the recognition. Now it's successful. You know what I'm saying? But I've failed a million times to get to that point. So, um, yeah. Uh, for me... My story, like I say, I had an up and down year, 2019, beginning of the year. I started it off with no job, no J-O-B. Uh, 2018 was fucking terrible for me. It sucked, the end of it especially, because all I knew was work. All I knew was get up and go to work and pay my bills and that shit. And that's it. Come home and just, you know, bullshit around. Um, You know, I wasn't taking my um passion seriously seriously i wasn't taking my passion seriously i wasn't taking my drive for um multimedia and um not only multimedia speaking on you know serious real shit i wasn't taking that serious because i'm normally a person like when you if you would hang out if you would hang out with me you know you talk with me i talk about the a bunch of real shit all the time with my friends and some of them dismiss it some of them take it seriously but for the most part um i take it serious i'm a person that takes it really really serious and um yeah i feel like um when i wasn't taking that serious god showed me a lesson like man don't worry about this every day waking up to go to work a, a nine to five shit because at the end of the day, truth be told, if you ain't making, if you ain't happy doing that, then you gonna lose it or quit or whatever any goddamn way. So focus on your dream. So the beginning of 2019, I was basically focused on my dream with no job, just sitting over there, just come creating, just sitting at my computer every day, creating, thinking about what I could possibly do. And um, I was like, you know what? After my my homeboy Noah nagged me a million fucking times, and I went, I even went all the way to Texas, you know, looking for a job, um, and helping a friend out over there. Shout out to Miss Lynn, you know, because I came, I went over there to help her and try and get settled in Houston. You feel me? It is, and then I wound up coming back and getting a job immediately as soon as I came back. You know. Um, I had a relationship that started in 2019 and, and ended in like four months of 2019. That's usually how my relationships go, though. They don't really last that long because uh, I'm a person that tries to be patient and sit around and and watch and listen. And then I, I might tell you something here and there to, to improve it or, you know, hey, man, work on that. Hey, do this. You know, hey, do that. You know? Um, but when you want something to happen right then and there, you know, I don't know her reasons for ending it, but I guess she wanted me with her right then and there in that moment. And, and, you know, to plunge out on, jump out on a um, ledge and shit. 
And at that moment in time, I wasn't willing to do it. So that was the end. It is what it is, you know. Uh, you can't have it all, you know. And, I, you know, like I say, I'm a big believer in everything happened for a reason. And maybe that was the most high knocking my focus to focus back on what I meant to do, you know. And, uh, yeah, so... That's what I'm on in uh, 2020 and moving forward. But um, if it wasn't for all of these up and down things happening for me, maybe I would have never got to create the podcast. Maybe I would have kept putting it off. Like, because for five years since I graduated from BC, I've been getting told the same fucking thing over and over by my dog Noah. Like, he's been telling me, like, yo, start a podcast. Start it. That's before this whole. Joe Budden wave and it's like right before the Joe Rogan wave and all these other podcast shows that's already big and popping like he been telling me long time like hey man you be talking about a bunch of real shit man you should start a podcast so that's what I did and here we are you know at the end of season one 16 episodes in and um yeah, I, it's it's gonna be a time where uh, these next two weeks I'm gonna reflect before I drop the um the website on MLK Day. I'm gonna reflect on all of the podcasts that we, all of the episodes that we have, and um with the new website launching on MLK Day, I'm gonna launch an MLK Day podcast, and that's gonna be the beginning of season two. So that's the schedule. Y'all got me. Y'all hear me. And I'm going to try and stick to it as best I can with trying to drop a podcast every week after that. But don't kill me. Well, kill me. Blow me up on Facebook, Instagram, and all of that. Blow me up on all of that shit. Say, motherfucker, why you ain't dropped the podcast this week? On Instagram, it's now Bam Smith Official. It's Crash Culture Official on Instagram. It's on Facebook, Bam Smith, like it's always been forever. Um, I am Bam Smith on Twitter. You know, like, just Bam Smith now. Fuck the Bam Bambino or the fuck the Space Coast. Joe. Fuck all that shit I was talking about before. You know, I'm just going to stick with my... I was trying to find out nicknames. You know how you, you think your, your nickname or the nickname somebody gave you ain't all that until everybody already called you that any goddamn way, so... You know, I guess I was finding re- really my true identity socially in 2019. So that's a good positive for me in that, in that, you know, so 2020, I got all of that shit secured. I got, I got my business, you know, secured my, I'm, I'm more confident as an entrepreneur. I know the failures that come with it because I created a bunch of businesses before that, you, you know, like I don't want to go through them all. But as a multimedia artist and as a person that basically can do graphic design whenever they feel like it, I can sit down and create a logo whenever I feel like it. I can sit down and create a video whenever I feel like it and do websites whenever I feel like it. You know, that's basically the meats of making a business because a business is simply an idea, okay? And you develop a product to go with it. I'm not going to give y'all all of the stuff that I'm going to give y'all right now in later podcasts about business and all of that stuff like that i gotta start making some real dough off this for y'all to listen to me i know how your mind work you only listen to people that are already mega successful at what they're doing when you start it it's not people not gonna really you know what i'm saying 
they don't really fuck with it, gravitated. How many people out there are started their own business or are in the process of doing their business right now and they're trying to get people to listen or you're trying to get people to buy your products and then, you know, nobody's really supporting or fucking with you. You know, that's how it is right now for me starting off, but I got a little bit of people, uh, some supporters out there and whoever listening to this right now, you're a supporter and I thank you and I appreciate you. So, you know, if you got that going on for you, don't worry, it always will get better as long as you have the confidence and the discipline to focus on your craft and continue to perfect it like I am and I'm pretty sure you are, you'll get there. Um, what's the one thing I wish I could change about 2019? Uh, realistically, the only thing that could come to my mind is the death of Nipsey Hussle because he was going to be so great. Um, realistically, in my mind, you know, because I don't care if I would have got the job when I got it or if I would have got it as soon as the year started or I would have never lost that other one at all because I didn't give a fuck about that other one for the most part because it was a shitty job. Um, the relationship, you know, women come and go, but my soul just stay eternal. You know, um, what else? Uh, nothing else, really. Like, it, it's, you know, I, well, I probably wish... I wish I would have started my podcast earlier. I wish I wouldn't have took up to 2019 to even start it. You know, I wish I would have started it in fucking 2011, 2010, when nobody knew what's well, a podcast. I'd have probably been 100 episodes in right now. I'd have probably been had this website up. I'd have probably been all this shit up. But um, the perfect time to do something is when you do it. You know, and the perfect timing for me to start this is when it happened. You feel me? 2019. So it is what it is when it comes to that. So all that stuff happened for a reason. Like I said, the serious thing, the only thing in my mind that I could think of is Nipsey Hussle's passing. Like out of 2019, that was the thing that hit me the most. And that's the thing that I wish the most that I could change about 2019. But yeah, other than that, it was a pretty up and down year. A pretty up and down year. I mean, maybe... Um, oh yeah, Donald Trump getting impeached. I wish like that would like, I wish Brett Kavanaugh wouldn't have never won or got, you know, pushed on into that judge's seat or whatever the fuck. I wish he would have never won in the first place, but that's from like 2016. So, you know, 2020, we can all vote him out of there, even though the shit don't matter who's in there. But at the end of the day, just to have a him as the president saying all that stupid, goofy shit, kind of lowers the morale in the country you know a little bit you feel me kind of empowers white supremacy you feel me like black people are like they still walking around like you know in la la land like this shit ain't fucking real out here you feel me like these people ain't really like you know snatching little girls off the street like black people kind of walking around like in the land of the lost only just working and thinking that everything is just going to take care of itself like, no, you got to speak up. You got to do something. You got to raise your voice, you know? And I don't mean by, like, yelling. I mean, like, get out there and do shit, you know? Do shit or talk about it. You feel me? One or the other or both. You know what I mean? Don't just sit back and just let shit happen to you and let shit happen to this, your culture. Don't let shit happen to your people and think that everything going to fix itself. You got to be one of them people feel me if you don't stand for nothing you'll fall for anything you know what i'm saying so 
Like, let's let's try and inspire change, more change in 2020. Like they say, it's the year of vision, you know, 2020. So that's the big thing about 2020. Let's inspire change with our vision. Let's try and see uh, a better world in 2020. And let's try and do our best to create that. Um, up next, I'm going to talk about what is what's going to be going forward. You know, since we were speaking in that area, let's what's going to happen moving forward in 2020. What are our goals, and where do we see ourselves in the next 10 years? You know, that's coming up next on Crash Culture. All right, we're back with more Crash Culture. Um, let's talk about 2020 moving forward. Okay. Um, 2020, the year of vision. Yeah. What are your goals for 2020? What is everybody's goals for 2020? As usual, everybody says they're going to go to the gym and get fit. They're going to cut off toxic people in 2019, 2020. Every year, everybody say all of that. But seriously, what are your goals for 2020? And I implore everybody to... I was watching this video about Master P talking about how you should focus on economics one hour every day. And where you and imagine you can see yourself changing in the next 20 years. Focus one hour on the studying about economics, you know, financial literacy and whatnot, you know, about uh, loans from the bank, about interest rates, about um, what does ARP mean uh, when you take out a car loan? Um, what is. Um, What's the name of they call that shit? Where they basically double up on your interest, compound interest. What is residual income? What is all of these things you should study on for about an hour a day, every day, and see yourself becoming more richer and richer as time goes on. And I think that that's a, a, an excellent thought, and that's something that we should do. That should be a part of the 10-year challenge for all of us. Well, focusing on financial literacy and 2020 and the years moving forward for an hour a day every day maybe read a book an an inspirational book or a book that's going to get you in the mindset of motivating things to push yourself toward whatever your goal is in 2020 my goal in 2020 is a simple one my goal in 2020 is to um, grow my business crash culture to where I already have a million people between all of the different platforms that I have following, listening, reacting with it every day so that it's showing me that it's really making a serious impact, you know, and if I don't meet that goal in 2020, that ain't going to stop me from doing it in 2021. It ain't going to stop me from doing it in 2022 and, and so on and so forth. It's not going to stop me and deter me because I know what we're doing is going to make an impact at some point. You know, everybody is one handshake away from being a millionaire. You feel me? It's all about the opportunity. If you get the opportunity 
to succeed and become whatever you your wildest dreams have set forth for yourself. When you shake that right hand, you become that. You feel me? Everybody's that one hand shake away. Shake the right person's hand and you're a millionaire every time. Because we all have amazing, brilliant, beautiful ideas. Like I said before, um, the individual is brilliant, creative, innovative, and all of those magnificent things that we all have inside of the human spirit. But people as a group transfer that stupid to each other and then all of a sudden want to fit in, become dumb, stupid, and panicky and feed off negativity. So now that we understand that and know that and we're conscious of that, let's try to push away from that mindset and let's all be builders when we get around each other. Let's be people that inspire one another. Let's be people that um, give each other positive advice, other options to get you in that room with that person that you get that handshake that you become that millionaire that you become that ultra success that your family or is extremely proud of and want to borrow money from eventually so you can tell them no and your friends too you know be the person that you have dreamed of or have the mindset of the person that you dream to be you feel me that's how you get there and you let's all push for that and that's a part of my goals in 2020 but it's i've been working on that for a long time so um and i'm gonna keep working on that but more um more materialistic goals i guess is to get more equipment to continue to push crash culture because like i say i feel like this is a great thing this is gonna be a very impactful thing so get more equipment um what else uh produce more content uh on a regular consistent basis among all of the many different platforms that i'm on um uh and just grow this business to be bigger than i can imagine it'll ever be continue to do that in 2020 for me is like my main my main goal the main thing to the forefront of my mind i just started it you know what six months ago you feel me seven months ago so you know, like I've done a bunch of different other ones before that, but um, this one I specifically gravitated or um, I feel like I'm more in sync with this one because it is basically me. Crash culture is me. Like I've always been a person that has never shied away from um, inflammatory topics, you know, like or things that will cause you to clash with somebody that doesn't necessarily understand your views because they're from another culture or they have another background about them. I've never shied away from talking about politics, religion, and those are the main two things that everybody says that, oh, you don't talk about those things. Those break up friendships or relationships, but it's all in how you talk about those things. And it's all on the person that you're talking to. You feel me? Because if you're talking to a person that doesn't do research you're not gonna get far any goddamn way if you're talking to a person that is comfortable being ignorant and doesn't have an open mind you're not gonna get far anyways and i really don't try to have those conversations or associate myself with those type of people to begin with so i, I mean i there's always gonna be push and pull in any debate in any intellectual conversation it's always gonna be push and pull but as a person and as people the only way we're ever going to get to a resolution or, or get to a point where, you know, we can grow is where we find common ground and just say, hey, man, I agree to disagree. I respect you as a person. I respect whatever points you have. 
But, you know, this is mine and this is what I feel like because I've been feeling like this and I've done my homework on this for so many amount of years and you just can't push me off of that. You know, like I can respect that if a Christian says that to me, I could respect it because I remember one point in time when I thought like a, a just a average everyday Christian supposed to think. I respect a person who is a Republican because, you know, that's their point of view, you know, even though I don't agree with the whole political system to begin with, you know, I, I'm not going to just say, oh, nah, you're a fucking idiot. You know, I only say that like if you are actually a fucking idiot, if you have facts in front of your face, which tend to be Republicans who have, you know, but Democrats too, we'll have facts in front of our face and we'll ignore it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying I'm a Democrat because I don't really subscribe to any party. But if I did, I would lean more toward that than being a Republican, because I believe for the most part, a lot of Republicans are usually white and are usually racist. That's just what the, the facts of society have proven to me every day of a person. You see a person that's a Republican nine times out of 10. They don't really think that black people should get reparations to me automatically. That kind of make you racist because you're comfortable with the country benefiting from the the pain and and you know suffering of black people but yet and still you don't want black people to heal themselves and heal their community it all starts with wealth it all starts with the financial base you feel me and our ancestors toiled in these fields for hundreds of years and you mean to tell me like they they came out of it with nothing you know, and, and this system constantly tried to put them back to a point where they had to endure suffering. You feel me? And you think that like that doesn't impact the community like, oh, we're strong. We just got to get over it. Like, get the fuck out of here. Nah, give me my check. Give me my check for my great great grandfather. You know, you you raping him and, sla and, and, and beating him every day. You know what I'm saying? For him to make you all of the millions of dollars that you gave passed down to your generations of your family off of that cotton. Give me that. You feel me? Give me that money from, you know, with compounded interest, like I was talking before with that financial literacy. Give me that money with compounded interest. And then we could talk and have a conversation on an even level where we both respect each other. You feel me? Because you only, a lot of people ask you what you do for a living to gauge your their respect that they're going to give you. A lot of people ask you what school that you went to or what degree that you have to gauge their level of respect for you. You feel me? A lot of Christians going to ask you uh, certain questions about the Bible to gauge their respect that they're going to have for you in that form. A lot of people ask questions with the intent of gauging their respect for you, not to actually find out for themselves. Yeah, a lot of people don't ask questions academically or scientifically a lot of people don't ask those questions to be you know um educated on anything they just ask those questions just to say something disrespectful to you later on or bring it up in an argument you know it's like your girl asking you oh where were you at just so just, just so you could tell her the truth and then she'd be like no motherfucker i know where you was at da, 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 da. people do that goofy shit all the fucking time with everything else you know what I'm saying? I ask quick people questions to see how they're going to respond to me about something I already know. I do that all the time because I be the already and read a person from the moment I start talking to them, the first moment I met them, all the way every time I talk to them, what people say, how they interact with other people. I study everything about a person. You feel me? 
I know I study everything about people in general, the traits that we have, you know, through history. You know what I'm saying? The traits each different ethnic community has through history. So, you know, anytime I'm asking you something, not nine times out of ten know the answer, that, but that's a test to see if you're one of those people that are that anomaly or that variable. You know what I'm saying? And usually you prove most people are gonna prove whatever test that I'm conducting right. They're gonna prove whatever I initially thought about them right. You know, I, I you rarely, I rarely meet a person, you know, or they'll teach me they'll teach me another variable of it, you know, that I didn't really pay attention to before, but it'll be in the same area. So yeah, let's ask questions to learn. Let's stop asking questions to be assholes. But you know, that's that's just where I'm at with it. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that should be a goal of 2020 for people. Stop being an asshole. You know, because it don't take much. It really don't take much. You feel me? An eye for an eye, leave us all blind. Um, anyways. Where do you see yourself in the next 10 years, the 10-year challenge? After the end of 2010, we got to 2020, and, you know, I saw myself doing a lot of different things when I was a kid. I said I was going to be a millionaire. I said I was going to have a a wife and kids. I would have had at 25, and, you know, I was going to have this nice sports car and this big house, and then all of this shit, life happened after that. And time just flew by in the pursuit of trying to get to a point where I can see myself doing that in reality. You feel me? Because I didn't have the tools coming out of high school. They didn't teach you about uh, loans. They didn't teach you about uh, you could get a trade instead of trying to go off to college. They didn't teach you about all of these things to make your life easier when you get out of high school and trying to become an adult or trying to find yourself. So all of that stuff, I basically spent 10 years learning. I graduated in 2008. 10 years after that, I was learning. And then I just got to the point where, okay, light bulb, click, start your own business, be your own boss. You leverage your income that you get on these jobs in order to invest in yourself. And that takes discipline. You feel me? So I had to learn discipline to go along with it. You feel me? How do you not lose yourself in the process of doing that? You stay grounded to who you've always been, your morals, your values. Don't let your pursuit of money change who you are mentally. You feel me? Like, be that same individual. Don't let nothing that comes into your life change you mentally if you've had a good mindset. You know what I'm saying? Let it evolve you. You feel me? Let it evolve you. It's the difference between changing and evolving. Evolving just means that you now understand more about yourself and the world around you okay and certain things you do different than you did before but you've always had that a part of your character to be able to do that so it's a big difference people just do a 180 they say oh i'm gonna stop fucking with this but i'm gonna stop fucking with that person oh I, I got too much money i can't be around you oh i got you know what i mean i got a relationship now i can't fuck with you you know what I'm saying? Like, they let their bitch get to their head or they let their nigga get to their head. You feel me? Or they say all of that shit that they're going to do and then they what be right, right back regressing, becoming a worse person. Worse person. You know what I'm saying? Or shit like that. So, um, the next 10 years, 
it's hard to say because I'm a person that don't like to um, put things out there because I'm a person that quietly likes to work at it. But, you know, I've also heard about um, speaking things into existence. So I'm going to speak into existence that my business is going to become a million dollar, billion dollar business, you know, not because I wanted to make that money, because like I said, I don't care if uh, crash culture making money or not, because what I do, I feel like it's going to make an impact on somebody's life. And I hope it does. Um, but my business, what I'm talking about is my creative business, my production, my graphic design, my my um, videos. You know, I want to create little films and shit like that. I want that to be an ultra success and I'm prescribing that be an ultra success and I'd be in my actual field in 10 years that I went to school for that I've been working on my entire life. My And I, I see myself taking my talents that I've had ever since a little kid, the ability to draw, the ability to understand technology and learn fast and pick up so many things about life, putting it all together and turning it into a brand outside of culture. Probably Bam, Bam Smith Studios or something like that. I see that, me being there, being the CEO of Bam Studios, Bam Smith Studios in 10 years, and everybody coming to me and like, man, I love your films, man. They made a real impact on me, man. You know, that's what I'm about. I just want to make an impact. That's how I got the name Bam. And um, yeah, that's why I see myself in the next 10 years. Uh, yeah, so... We're going to wrap this up. We're going to talk about what's next for Crash Culture. What's next for Crash Culture is basically, like I say, the website launching on Martin Luther King's birthday, if not my birthday, which is January 22nd. Um, the schedule for the podcast, I'm going to try and do one every last single week. From the moment the website launches, I'm going to try and do one every week. But uh, I also have blogs coming out. So, and not only blogs, but blog series. Like, I'll get let you in on a, uh, on one of them. You know, the one that I was uh, working on. I already have two finished. I'm not going to talk about those two that I have finished. I have the one that I've been working on. Let's see. Let's see. Ah! This is from the Fake Love series, and I might retitle it or rename it something else, but, um, yeah, Fake Love, the ultimate friend zone, you know, um, I went through, and I'm pretty sure if you listen to this podcast, I went through the worst, almost the worst form of friend zone a man could go possibly go through. Yeah, a, a bitch used me for an entire year. I ain't get no pussy. Didn't even get a kiss on the lips. And she would be talk to you seductively. You know how females talk to you seductively to try and reel you in. You know what I'm saying? To be able to continue to use you. And but at the same time, they told you. I told you from the jump. Oh, I'm not looking for that type of uh, relationship with somebody. Oh, I want to be this, and I don't want to be that. You know. You know how females do. You feel me? dudes do that same thing too like when a female say what are we they be like uh what you mean like man i'd rather not put titles you feel me that's when a female be in friend zone so the ultimate friend zone that's just a little you know uh, a little teaser trailer for that you know one of my blogs um 
Yeah. Let's see. I, should I give y'all another teaser for another one of my blogs? Uh, all right, all right. The modern day employer. Because you know, all, with the new minimum wage being risen in Florida, I think it's what, 10 cents? Everybody, like, is this a fucking joke? Like, it's for an apartment down here, for one bedroom, it's like $1,000. How the fuck are you raising minimum wage from eight? 45 to 855 like what what the fuck can we buy with 10 cents we're gonna get a dollar more five dollars more on our paycheck ten dollars more on our paycheck where the fuck can that get us an extra what an extra bottle of soda when we going to the corner store or some shit like come on bro this is a fucking joke the minimum wage should be at least 15 you heard me talk about that number earlier that's the number that i created in my mind to be able to sustain sustain yourself without having to work like three four jobs you know what I'm saying? I'm not a big fan of having to work three and four jobs to pay my fucking bills. I feel like you should only have to work one, do your 40 hours a week, and you should be able to pay your bills and live comfortably. You know what I'm saying? Your food and all of the other stuff and expenditures too. Now, if you want to go out and buy jewelry and you got a girl and this, that, and a third, and you got kids you're taking up, uh, you might have to work more than one job. You feel me? Unless you have a degree or a technical certificate or whatever, and you're working in a field where you can make like 20, 30, 40 bucks an hour. You feel me? So, you know, um, yeah. Uh, what else? Season two, like I said, it's going to be launching whenever the website launches. I'm dropping a podcast. So those two dates are in line. Uh, and the website's going to be named CrashCultureMedia.com It was CrashCulture.org But I bought another .com and it is called CrashCultureMedia.com And that will be launching If not Martin Luther King Day On my birthday or on my birthday January 22nd um, What else? And then apparel line to Crash Culture hats and shirts And shit like that is going to be coming down the pipeline Soon, stay tuned for that, that all of that stuff will be up on the website. All of that stuff will be announced in the podcast. So y'all got it. This has been another episode of Crash Culture. There, as a matter of fact, not another episode, but the season one finale of Crash Culture. We did it. We made it through season one, 16 episodes. You know, I really enjoyed this experience. And I hope all y'all did too. Let me know your thoughts. Give me your comments. Like I say, Bam Smith on Facebook, Bam Smith Official on uh, Instagram, uh, Crash Culture Official on Instagram. You know, look me up. You feel me? Let me know what you think about it. I, and I see my people listening from Norway. I see people listening from uh, parts of Uruguay. You know, people listening to this all over the world. Like I say, I want y'all to look me up. I want y'all to share this with your friends and stuff like that. Let me know what your thoughts are. This has been another episode of Crash Culture, the podcast show. We out.